0: yo what's happening as we know life is full of surprises both good and bad and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles and sometimes it's hard to see our way through beyond the normal mundane or where unscripted dreams live join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path we are the unscripted dream podcast operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience so people um like i said welcome back Um, cool little introductory there, same old same. Um, Today, we're gonna talk about um, a term called code switching. Um, This one was my idea, because it's something I see a lot. Um, And to be honest with you, with code switching, I'll give you the definition for those that don't know what it is. It's an action of changing between two or more languages or language varieties um, in the context of a single conversation. So um, basically, if you were, um, you wouldn't talk the same, well, and I guess that's me assuming, but I'm assuming that you wouldn't have the same kind of conversations or dialogues that you would have in a professional setting versus you being around your closest circle of friends. Um, So that's ideally what code switching is. And we're gonna go more in depth as far as like what it is. Um, Marcus, you got anything else to say?
1: Not really, not really at this moment, I think that (laughs) It's interesting. I was not. as uh like Joe said. This is one of one of his topics. But um, yeah, I just I was thinking I was thinking in one in one kind of direction, and then when I started kind of looking into it, I said there, there's a little bit more depth depth here as far as why it occurs, and that is, some of it is some of it's completely like subconscious, like acting like well, you're not even really thinking.
0: That, so you're not even privy to thinking,
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. So so i don't know it's interesting man but joe i guess i guess joe i think it's important just like what are your observations or what what are are you seeing out there and like what's the what's the big deal about this like why why does it matter so much
0: i say why co-switching matters and why there's a huge emphasis on it is because i think some people um especially like who lives in like our urban culture, um, more or less look at um, code switching as being taboo, so to speak. Like it's almost portrayed as like you're fronting or you're faking who you are, or you're changing, you're giving off the image as far as like you changing like who you are as a person. Like So like, for example, if you may live in the quote unquote hood or urban area, I'd like to say to be as neutral as possible, um, you know, you're not going to go to work and talk hood or urban, so to speak, to your boss or in a corporate setting. Um, you can, and some people get away with it just based off of their personality or if you're, you know, witty enough, you know. If you know if you're really good at what you do you can kind of get away with that kind of stuff especially if people know who you are but you know in most cases you know it's not it's just not um it's just not uh more or less it's not um uh, something that's uh <laughs> ideal to do um so i like to say like you know i feel like code switching just has a very bad connotation Um, just because people look at you as being uh, fake, I guess. And it's not really uh, necessarily a thing of being fake. Um, I feel like, you know, if it's necessary for you to change your conversation for other people to understand the message you're trying to convey or you're trying to understand what they're saying so you kind of get on their level um, subconsciously or not, um, you know, I think it's necessary for you to be on their level um, to communicate properly what may need to be done or what needs to happen um, and that kind of stuff. Um, so I brought it up, like I said, is because a lot of people uh, look at code switching as being f- like someone being fake. And I feel like that's a slippery slope because yes, I you could say that all day long, but some people literally just do that to survive out here. <laughs> and I feel like it's based off of just, it's subjective. Okay. So like, you know, the way I talk to Marcus off camera here outside of us doing business is way different than what I talk when I'm on here on this platform. And that's only because we're talking amongst an audience of people from all different shape, ranges and sizes and backgrounds versus when me and Marcus talk we're both from the same background a similar background so they're, our cultures are very similar and you know we grew up together so it's just more or less like I know him better and so I can actually uh be a little bit more informal um with him and you know I'm more naturally more comfortable with him so there's not really much expectation there because he knows me inside out and I know him inside out so I,
1: th- I think about like when you look at like co-switching and things like that, some of that, like you said, just it's just about survival. Uh, but also like, I don't know if it's necessarily being fake because it's a part of who you, like, it's a part of who you are. Yeah. And if you, if you like switch it up like that, like there's some people like we know, we both know people that or everybody probably knows people that they just, they get around people and they act different. And it's almost like another person, but that's part of who they are. Like some Parts of people' personalities is just being phony, but it's also it's also one of those things. Like if you go to the hospital or you go to the doctor, and your doctor walks in the room in a clown suit instead of like some scrubs. Like <laughs> people like get out of here, like get exactly. out. Of here. <laughs> or you go to the gym and like somebody's like working out like wearing a tuxedo or like a hazmat suit, or somebody's working out in a dress. You looking at them crazy, like because it doesn't fit within the context of what we expect to see in those environments. So like when you switch it up, when you go to the gym or You go to the hospital, you expect like everybody's wearing scrubs, or if you're at the gym, you're expecting people to be wearing like workout clothes, you know, that's or something, or some of that stuff. I mean, it depends. There's, there's a wide range of things that fall into the category of workout clothes now, but uh, but just saying that like it's all about just like fitting in with that environment. So, I, I think about. Like I worked for a company where we couldn't have facial hair. Like we could have a mustache with no beards, no goatees, like none of that stuff. And that was just like part of, that was like part of their, their, um, the rules that they had there. If you didn't have it and you couldn't work, like you couldn't work there. And it was one of those things where when you look into it deeper, I mean, the people who own the company make those rules, but also when you get into the things on the back end, you kind of learn that they did some market research and they realized that their target market which is women that fall between a certain age. I kind of forget now because it's been a while, but they did the market research and they found that their target demographic, their target customer is more comfortable and more likely to spend money on services if the person coming to their home or the person providing the service is clean cut. They did the research. So it's not like all their bias against people who look a certain way because if you work at certain locations, you could have a beard or facial hair and things like that you know so but it was i mean that just it is what it is you know and it's like for me it's like well just pay me you know i'm good i'm good with it grow, right. grow a little stub on the weekends or the town like the days i don't work or something like that but man for the most part like it didn't really matter so it's and i think when you see that kind of in the workplace and i've seen some like some of the things where i mean john what's your feedback on this is that like somebody has a particular hairstyle or something like that. And it's not acceptable like in the office setting or something like that. And, um, in, you kind of get into the, the reasons as to why it actually is not unacceptable. Is it because it makes the people who are running things uncomfortable? Do they feel like the customer isn't going to respond? Isn't going to spend if their service rep, or someone who's representing representing the company looks a particular way, uh, I guess, Joe, what are your thoughts on like how, I guess, co-switching applies in just the, you know, the professional setting and just our, our appearances?
0: Honestly, um, I don't see it as a positive or a negative thing. I think it's very neutral. Um, some people are gonna look at you as being a clown and some people are thinking you're just getting by point blank period. (laughs) Um, So I think you kind of have to look at what your objectives is like, what's your purpose of being there? You know, my purpose would be to fit in, right? So if everyone else is clean shaven and everything like that, um, especially me being a black male, um, what do you think I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna give people room or a reason for them to single me out depending on the environment. So I'm going to assume the role and probably dress slightly better than everyone else. And I'm going to be clean shaven. Um, Luckily, I haven't had to cut my hair in years, but best believe if I had to go in the office consistently, what am I going to do? I'm going to be clean shaven, you bet you. You're smooth ass, I'm going to be clean shaven (laughs) because I want to fit in, man. And that's just a personal choice on my end. You know what I'm saying? I want people to take me seriously. I'm not saying you have to do that, and we literally have a law now where they can't uh, discriminate against your hairstyle or, you know, your presentation in that manner, which is great for people that feel like it may be attacking what they believe in, whether that's a religion or you naturally just love your hair that way. How come I can't uh, work? I I can do the same things or better than what everyone else is doing here, so how come I can't? you know, make things happen for myself here. And, you you know, you're absolutely right. Like, you have the right for that. But, you know, uh, like I said, like personal choice on my end, man, I want to fit in. And that's one of the main reasons why people code switch. Um, I'm not saying you got to talk super nasally, super proper, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to do all of that, man. I think that's just going overboard or taking things too far. But, you know, some people do it because they feel comfortable that way or think that that their message is going to be conveyed even better if someone listens to that. You don't think they can see through that? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what culture you're from. If you know Tyrone is from the hood, <laughs> he comes into work and he talks more proper and nasally than you, you know what I'm saying? All that says to me is Tyrone's motivated. Tyrone wants to fit in as far as like, you know, he wants to be taken seriously. So, you know, sometimes you just got to take a second to read in between the lines rather than just judging what someone is doing. They're doing it for a reason. Or maybe he really is like that. So what do you do then when you make these pre-notions and these judgments and then you really get to know the person like Tyrone? And then you're like, you know what? Tyrone is just like that. Like, you know, that's just who he is. And I've learned to accept him because I see him every day, five days a week. So, you know. In time, you naturally, you know, get hip and understand that people are just like you, whether their voice is nasally, whether they dress funny, you know what I'm saying? Once you really get to see them in their own in that element, you realize that you guys have way more in common than what you think, and literally, that all comes down to just having a personal conversation and just being open-minded. Um, that's why I feel like code switching is very, um important for people to do because not only does it teach you how to survive and communicate with the best of them, but a lot of opportunities open up for you that way because you'll be able to walk into doors um, that you never thought you saw yourself would be in. Um, I'm a living proof of that. I know that I can talk to my boys and I can talk to my family and I can talk to everyone else that I know You know what I'm saying? Like, I have different ways how I talk to people, whether that's choice words that I would say, choice topics that I would talk about, or even choice as far as like things I would do. Like, you might go drink with your fellows, right? Like your homies, right? But you're not going to do that with your parents. Maybe you can, maybe you do. I don't, but some people do. They have that relationship Mm -hmm. with their parents. I'm not judging, but I would never do that because that's not how my relationship is with my parents. We would do something totally different. So what makes that different than you going into work and, you know, assuming a role or, you know, you fitting in or trying to assume the role of the culture? You know, you're just playing your role and you're just playing your part. You know what I'm saying? You're playing your role into the bigger picture. And that's once you see it that way or look at it that way, I feel like things would be a lot smoother for you.
1: And, well, I think there's a piece of it because I know the stereotypes and things like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. that, That definitely... You know, kind of play into things like that, but I think it's it's one of the things where you can kind of overthink it, yeah. Like overthink it, and it's just like there are certain environments where there's a certain way that there's an expectation that communication is facilitated, you know, throughout the company or whatever, you know, wherever. It's it's just that's what's to be expected. Now, you, I think I think if, if you work long enough, you understand that. Like, I've hung out with people that were my superiors, like outside of work and things like that. And then sometimes you see them like in a different environment. You're like, this is a different, completely different person. Yeah. Like, outside of work, they actually, the person you see at work is the facade. Like, it's just a, it's not even a facade. It's just, I mean, it's really like they just switch gears. Like, when they're not working, they can let loose, do this, say certain things that definitely wouldn't be acceptable in the office. <laughs> and then when they get, then when they get in the office, they bundle it up real tight. They handle their business and that's it. Like, and I think that's what a lot of, I think that's what honestly, probably 90, 95% of people do. I've never met anybody that I've worked with and hung out with them like outside, like in an outside capacity and they've been the same person. Like it's not, it's you act a certain way at work. Like you just do. If you work at, if you, if you work at McDonald's and you take orders, you're like, oh, hello, can I take your order? Blah, blah, blah. You're not talking to your friends like that. The manager's not, not. (laughs) like, like you're not, like, if you're a manager, you're like, oh, like, you're not, like, super apologetic and things like that. You're just doing that at work because you want to keep your job. You know how many people, even people that are seven, eight, nine, ten-fifth-figure earners, they make adjustments to who they talk to. You ever heard, like, what's his name? They got on the Clippers, the old owner, Donald Sterling, he got (laughs) caught up and lost the team because he said something, they got leaked. Like it's, that's who he is. And he would just switch it up and, you know, but then he got exposed and then had to, you know, had to let, make him let his team go. Cause it was a bad look. So when we, when we say this post-switching thing, like everybody does it, everybody does it. Just for some people, they're more impacted by, by others. But I also think that it's an opportunity that if you find yourself in an environment where you really feel the need to like really be yourself, like if it really hurts you that much, to, like when I go to work, my ears are pierced. I don't really wear my earrings as much now I'm a little bit older, but I can't wear my earrings at work. I'm not crying, boo-hoo. If I can't wear my earrings at work, I just don't wear them. And that's it. And it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's a matter of fact, it's irrelevant. I just don't wear them. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying is that just wear them when you get off of work, if it's that important to you, or you start your own business where you can wear your earrings, you can wear your jewelry, you can feel comfortable wearing your hair whatever kind of way you want to and not have to worry about somebody judging you or firing you, just do your own thing. That's always an option. Like, if you're really unhappy and you really just can't button it up and tuck it in for a few few hours a day, if it's really hurting you that much, do your own thing and show people that it's okay to wear this look, look this way, you can still provide you know, great customer service, but in my experience, when the person doesn't care, the service is bad. When they speak to me sideways, the service is bad. When they're talking to me funny, or they look disheveled, the service is bad, or they're trying to get something up out of me, so when you think, when you think about your experiences, based on what, like, like, what that person looked like, the nine times out of 10, at least in my experience, the more reckless the person talked, the more disheveled they looked, the lower the quality of the service was. And that doesn't mean that somebody can be in a three-piece three-piece suit, like dress real nice and give bad service as well. But it's the statist- statistically there's a there's a great slant toward the worse the person talks and the worse like the worse they present themselves, the service is, is is far inferior. You know, so I don't think it's unreasonable for a company to want people to look a certain way and that's okay that's just what people want to see tell me where you can go listen when i go to waffle house i know i know you know what last, you time, <laughs> last time i went to look last time i went to waffle house maybe the second before last time i went to waffle house i was sitting there and i saw these people arguing at the counter i was like i'm at waffle house this is normal i was like this i know but i came for it. i came i know you know what you get when you go to Waffle House, all right. There's some real like nice ones here once in a while, but for the most part, at least for me in my experience, and experience, this is the same. I come to some ones, and there's some nice like there's some nice people. I saw one Waffle House, like a video where the, the employees were fighting, like they were fighting, <laughs> they were fighting about to like the one lady, like took the took the other lady's head and like slammed into the uh counter. But in this scenario, I was actually in the Waffle House, these people started arguing. And then the lady went outside and she proceeded to smash this guy's window in and they were together. And then she like walked off, (laughs) he like walked off and everybody in there, we just kind of looking at each other like we're in Waffle House. And I'll go back to Waffle House tonight,
0: the people, (laughs) For the people that don't have Waffle House in their state, um, the Northern states, um, Waffle House could be something comparable to if you went to Denny's at a late night at odd hours, you're guaranteed to see some kind of um, some type. Yeah, you'll see something. I'll I'll say that much. I'll be. I keep it that way. You'll see something and it will be quite entertaining. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> when you go on the. I like,
1: I like Waffle House.
0: Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, Waffle House is pretty good. I mean, clearly, Waffle House is known for waffles, but they sell other things. But, you know, it's just a culture. It's a cultural thing. So when you go to Waffle House, um, you should know what to expect. Um, I guess I'm going to conclude this episode about the reasons why we code switch. And there's really only five reasons. I'm pretty sure there's more, but this is the only five I'm gonna provide. And the first reason is your brain just takes over. You know, you just assume a role, you just assume a position. So like, say that you're in the work, so you're in a work team meeting or something like that, and you work from home, your conversation or delivery is gonna change with the flip of a life switch, or at least I would hope if you've been doing it long enough, Um, you know, and it's just going to change you know it's just going to change just because of your experience with the job so you know when you're handling business and stuff it should be expected that your brain's going to naturally take over so you can get the job done right i would hope so uh the second reason would be wanting to fit in so if you feel like you got something to prove you know which a lot of us do especially young in our career you know you want to dress like everyone else you want to assume the role you want to talk like everyone else so you might not be using slang but you would use the proper terminology in the industry you're in like i'm in the healthcare industry so i'ma talk terminology about stuff that people on the regular streets probably have no clue cool about um third reason would be we want to get something out of it like if you want to get something out of you know anything you want to obtain believe me you're going to do anything and that includes code switching to get what you want especially if you want it bad enough um that goes without saying um fourth would be uh saying something in secret so if i'm with marcus and we on the elevator and there's other people around me and him, you know what I'm saying, we don't have our own language, but there's certain forms of communication where he knows where my head is or what I'm thinking, or if I could look at him and know what he's thinking, if something's going down in the elevator that, you know, he may not approve of or whatever the case is. Like, you know, we all have those people. We all have our own circle where we're just comfortable with certain people and maybe you're bilingual. So like, say that, you know, you're in Walmart or something, or my, grocery store who cares wherever somewhere in the grocery store and you know you want to say something to somebody that you're with. You know, maybe you want to code switch and speak in your native language, because maybe it's easier to convey a message that way versus you saying it in English. You know, what I'm saying some people get offended by that and people like me, I don't just because that communication wasn't meant for me to understand, but some people take that offense to that so be it. it is what it is. Um, last reason is it helps us convey a thought so if you want to get your point across to the right people or your audience sometimes you have to code switch because that's the only way they're going to understand or comprehend what you're saying so those are the five reasons uh, do what you will with that information and we'll highlight you on the next episode
1: Tell oh, me.